Hallelujah. So, Father, we just thank you for your presence that's already in this place. Right now, as we turn our attention to your word now, we thank you that it is alive, that when we read it, it comes alive in our hearts, and you show us how it applies to our lives. Holy Spirit, we know that you watch over the word. You watch over your word to perform it. So right now, we ask that you bring things to our remembrance. You show us things to come. You lead us in your paths of peace, and you show us how to glorify the Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, how y'all doing? You know, we got a treat this morning. We've got Pastor Luke Joey Jacobs in the house. <laughs> that ain't right. And, uh, you know, Pastor Luke, he used to be, he pastors in uh, Avenal, California, all the way from the West Coast. He, he lives out in the desert. You know, when people think of California, they think of mountains and the coast, and he is neither. He is the desert. <laughs> He's in between. Pastoring a great church there, Life Church. And, uh, you know, Pastor Luke was our associate here long before I was here, back in uh, 2004 to 2006. And the, the funny story with that is when he was moving up from the States with Shauna, uh, when they got to the border, he was, they needed to pr process him as a, as a minister in order to, um, to be able, for him to be able to work in Canada. And so we had all the paperwork done out, and as the border officer was going through it all, he's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Guess what? You are now Father Luke Jacobs coming into Canada with your wife. <laughs> and so he was registered as a Catholic priest while he was here, and he is not Catholic, nor is he a priest, uh, other than uh, being a, a priest of God. <laughs> as, he says, as the word says, we're kings and priests. And so why don't you just open up your hearts this morning to receive the word that Pastor Luke Jacobs has for us. That's quite the introduction, isn't it? <laughs> well, I'm the, uh, I'm the eldest in-law. <laughs> I paved the way for all the other in-laws. <laughs> hey, it's a lot of work. <laughs> These other in-laws are not as grateful. <laughs> oh, there's one back there. So, there's a priest back there. Not a priest, I might have an accent, a priest. Uh, to get in this uh, family, it's the Marshall Jacobs priest family. Huh? Can't say amen, say oh me, it's true anyhow. There's only a few ways to get in. There's only a few ways to get in. I think there's only one slot left. Unless there's another reproduction, uh, there's another way to reproduce. <laughs> and I don't know if the kids are done reproducing, so. You only get in through uh, reproduction or, uh, or through marriage. It's a bloodline or it's a covenant, amen? <laughs> and so I'm the firstborn, first in, oh, I'm the first in-law. And I paved the way for all my uh, in-laws. And so when you guys after service, make sure you thank me for... Uh, <laughs> for none of the sufferings that I endured. <laughs> no, really, it's, it's been good. Um, it's been a long time. I think it's been a long time since, we, uh, since I preached here or even taught here. This is my wife, Shauna. You want to stand up, babe? She's the first. One out of six, eldest out of six, 
she's perfect. <laughs> I'm not laughing. <laughs> she's perfect. Why does that up again? She's, she's beautiful. She's smart. She's intelligent. Right? She's pretty. Don't, don't get quiet on me now. She's pretty. She's pretty. And so, I'm just wondering why they had any more kids. <laughs> when you hit a home run the first time, why? Well, really, uh, it's the same with God, amen? So I think sometimes we bring in the world's view of what, who God is, and, and we call God, uh, you know, a lot of Christians will call God uh, the big man or, or, or uh, uh, the boss, bring that work mentality into Christianity, or, uh, the uh, or he's the judge. And so we're quick to call God uh, and to bring tr certain terminologies into Christianity, when Christianity is simply the Father and His children. Yep. Hallelujah. Christianity is simply the Father loving His children. Yep. Glory to God. And so uh, God was hungry. He was child hungry. Amen? He wanted a big, big family. I remember that song, What's that? It's My Father's House. I thought it was a little corny. But the more I think about that song, I'm like, yeah, it's my father's house. He might, he might be judge of the world. He might be God to the sinner. But to me, he's my father. Amen? And when we understand that and we start to grab a hold of, it, of what Christianity really is, I mean, it changes your whole per perception uh, your whole prayer life, the way you, you approach Him. When you're a son, oh my God, you come boldly into the house of God. And you get in it. And when I go to my parents' house, I know it's a habit. And it's a habit my dad doesn't really like. But I go right to the refrigerator. I go right, I go right into the refrigerator and I open it up. And I look. And I close it. And I go sit down for just a little bit, and I get up, and I go to the refrigerator. He's like, what are you doing? He, I, say, I always do this, Dad. He's like, I know. <laughs> but I don't hesitate. I don't hesitate. My father is not my employer. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but usually your father isn't your employer. He's your father. Amen. Uh, there's times, and forgive me if I don't go to a bunch of scriptures, but let me just talk a little bit, can I? Talk a little bit with you guys. Uh, there's times where, uh, let me, this is my daughter. Stand up, baby. This is my baby. She's daddy's world. She's daddy's world. And that's my eldest son, Abraham Isaac Jacobs. I, I love them. I love my children. I got, a, I got one that's a, a blondie, blue-eyed. I don't know if you saw him. But he'll talk to you about rocks and fossils. and If you want to hear about rocks and fossils and stuff like that, just go to Noah. But they're my children, right? And I love my children. 
And uh, every once in a while, uh, Isaac, he goes to a Christian, they go to a, a, a private Christian school with a lot of ex-military teachers. And you know, with military, the, the way they teach you to respond, right? Yeah, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. And there will be times where uh, Isaac will come in and it just, he's practiced that at school. So he comes into our house and he says, uh, uh, I'll ask him a question or, or he'll, uh, yes, sir. And I said, no, no. And he'll run, run, come back, come back. I have him come back. I'll come, come back, come back, sonny. Come back, boy. Come over here. You're in your father's house. You don't call me, sir. He's like looking at me. I'm daddy. I'm daddy. Well, we're in our father's house. Amen. He's Abba, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's a father loving his children. Christianity. Amen. And so it's simply being related to God. That's what Christianity is. It's being related. But it's not like... Uh, Cousins, which we have, there's, this family's growing. If you, well, it's been wonderful being here. The family's grown quite a bit. A lot of love. Amen. <laughs> Just leave it at that. A lot of love. A lot of cousins. And, and you can see that there's similarities between cousins. You look at certain pictures when Tori's a kid, and then you see when, you know, Shauna, and then you see Tessa, and you're like, oh my God, there's, that martial gene is it's, it's strong. <laughs> Right? It's, it's a strong gene. And, and so you start to look at family and you start to say, hey, there's some resemblance here and there. And, and, and you think, wow, there's, there's certain uh, uh, relations, right? But, but with God, he's not a distant cousin. He's become our father. Hallelujah. He's become our daddy. Amen? And so let's go to the scripture real quick. We'll... we'll, we'll endeavor to move. Let's go to Luke chapter uh, 2, verse 49 and 50. And this is what Jesus was, he's just a 12-year-old. Actually, in, in, in my uh, New King James uh, Bible, uh, digital Bible, it says it, he calls him the boy Jesus at this time. He's 12, he's just a boy. If there's any 12-year-olds, let them know they're just a boy. If, it's, if he's a boy, use the right pronoun, or a girl, they're just a girl, they're, just, they're little. And Jesus uh, gets lost. We lost Noah on a walk. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't go there. We were on this little walk right down to, by the canal and up and around uh, Lower Reach Park. And there's 15 grandkids plus, you know, those who are married in and, 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 the, and those who are marshaled through birth. Uh, we're all walking and we're missing one. His name's Noah. <laughs> I can imagine uh, kind of what Mary and Joseph went through. <laughs> Except Jesus was missing for three days. <laughs> And so when Shauna, when we lost Noah for a sec, for a few minutes, Shauna takes off running. That's what you do for your children. You love them, don't you? Any, any uh, parent in their right mind loves their chi ch child. Yeah. And if they go missing, what do you do? You run! 
No, I didn't run this time. I tried to stay calm. <laughs> because a few years back, in a snowstorm, I lost Isaac <laughs> at Christopher's house. Now understand this, it was, it was winter. I walked this time because I knew he, he wouldn't freeze or he wouldn't fall in a lake that's frozen. You know, with thick, not, I don't know how thick the ice was. But that time I, I ran and we yelled. And, but you, you know when you find him, that relief. Whew. Why? Because you love your child. You love your children. You see the heart of the father now? If you then, being just natural, give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give good things to them that ask Him? You know, even the, prodigal, uh, uh, the story of the prodigal son should be what? The story of the loving Father. We should be, the emphasis should be on the Father. And He sees His Son coming home. He's been looking for His Son. He's been without His Son. And He doesn't feel good about it. He wants to be close to his son. He wants to be right next to his son. He, he wants to lavish his love on his son, but his son's gone. And when he sees and he scans the horizon, he sees his son, he gets, oh, he's come home. Let's have a party. Let's, let's, you know how family is, we, we have good parties. Right? When it's a family party, okay, if you're a friend, great. You might be able to get in, but if you're family, you get in by just coming in. You don't, I don't even think they knock. They just come in, right? Family just comes in. Like all oh, them, oh, yeah, they're family. They're going to join the party. And so the father, when he sees his son coming home, he, can, can you see his heart? He's, oh, he puts the best clothes on. puts a ring on him. You get, puts him back into position that he had before. Amen? And then you got the, uh, we won't say it, we got the other son. Because the eldest here is the best. I got the cream of the crop. <laughs> you want to stand up again, babe? Oh, no. Okay, so the, el- the, other, the other child gets upset, throws a fit. Any parents been there? Huh? Another, the other child throws a fit and gets upset. And he's not, he's not a kid. He's grown up. He's grown and never left his father's side. And what's his father's argument? You're with me. What's your problem? <laughs> right? You're with me. See, Christ- Christianity is the Father love, being in the presence of a, the loving Father. Being a, a part of the family of God. The best family, best family on the earth, best position you can have on the earth yeah. is to be part of the family of God. To be able to go- call God Father. You can keep that scripture up there. It might remind me to go there eventually. <laughs> and so, in uh, 1 John 3, 1, he says, Behold, that's a scripture I did not give you, so you can't go there. <laughs> Behold, in 1 John 3, 1, he says, uh, the, John had such a great revelation of this. Behold means to look with an understanding. Amen? Behold what manner of love. What kind of love. What kind of love? Look at, look at and understand what kind of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. Look at this. Look at here. Understand this. 
the manner of the, the, the love that the Father lavished on us, that He would be able to translate us out of the kingdom of darkness, put us over into the kingdom of His dear Son, where He can call us a son and a daughter, or a daughter, not son and a daughter, son or a daughter. Amen? He said, look, understand it. This is the kind of love I'm talking about. Therefore, the world doesn't know us because it doesn't know Him. That's how close we are to our Father. Amen? So Jesus, He gets lost. He's just a boy, right? Remember that story in Luke 2? He gets lost. Noah got lost. He got me off track. But we got him back. Amen? He was on a swing, just swinging at, lower, at Victoria Park, at Victoria, just swinging. And I said, hey. He's like, hey, Dad. And I was like, I'm glad you didn't move. Yeah, I didn't move. I was taught that you just stay where you're at. And so he said, look, this is where the entrance was. And he said, I think the house is that way, so I was just going to stay until you came back. I said, that's a good boy. That's a good boy. Hallelujah. So Jesus got lost. He was gone three days. They find him in the temple. Right? They, they went to the Passover, left Galilee, went to Jerusalem. We're coming back. So we just celebrated the Feast of the Passover. And they find Jesus, and he's in, he's in the, uh, the synagogue, right? And he's talking. He's questioning. They're having questions and answers. He's, he's questioning uh, the... Uh, who were those in charge of the, in the synagogue, Jordan? Pharisees. Or, yeah, the Pharisees. So he's questioning... And they're having this dialogue back and forth. And he's 12 years old, and they're astonished by what he knows, right? And so uh, Mary and Joseph, they say, hey, they're, they're, they finally find where he's at. And, and, and Mary says, hey, you know, why have you done this to us? We've been looking for you. And this is what uh, Jesus, uh, as a 12-year-old boy, says. And he said to them, why do you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business. See, Jesus is already introducing God as Father. Twelve years old, it's kind of a foreign phrase. You don't hear anyone else ever saying this. You can look at all the Old Testament, and they didn't refer to God as Father. They were servants of God. And yet, at twelve years old, Jesus is already showing God as Father, introducing God as Father. And he said, my, uh, he said, why do you seek me? Do you not know? I like that, Jordan. It's real clear, clearer than mine. Do you not know I must be about my Father's business? It's a family business, amen? Hallelujah. Christianity is a family business. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And in verse 50, it goes on to say, but they didn't understand. They didn't understand the statement. It's a lot like Christianity today. God! They pray, God! God, God, God! And, Master! And God's looking. And when you say, Father, hey, there you go. You say, Father, he's, ooh, now you got my ears. You got my ears. I, I've been doing that for a few weeks now, just saying, Father. Just simple, simple, Father. Ooh, yes. 
But a lot, of, a lot of folks, they still don't understand the statement which he spoke. He was introducing God as Father. When the disciples said, teach us to pray. Jesus, teach us to teach me. Isn't that nice for someone to actually ask a question like, hey, that knows something? Hey, can you teach me how to... That's all I want to know. I don't want anything, know anything else about what you do. Do what you got to do. But if you can teach my wife just to... Right? That'd be good. That's all I want to know. It feels so good. I don't know if you... We'll have a... Uh, Laying on of hands and emerald lead. Just stay in your seats. <laughs> Amen. Where was I headed, babe, before I got off on that? I was headed somewhere. Oh, so the disciples said to teach us to pray. She's my helper. Amen. If you don't got a helper, you, you, you don't got help. You need it. <laughs> and so... The disciples said, teach us to pray. And he, what, he, what, is, what does Jesus say? He's, he, he, he's introducing God as Father. Amen? Our Father. Hallelujah. Now, it's not just a, a, a son, but it, he's the first begotten of many sons. Hallelujah. Now, Papa and Mimi didn't want to stop at one. And God the Father didn't either. He wanted you. He longed for you. He loved you while you were yet a sinner. He chose to love you, and He, cho he chose to die for you. While we, were yet, while we were yet sinners, Christ died. He loved us, right? While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. But the moment you became his own, he didn't have to choose to love you. He innately, automatically fell in love with his own. Hallelujah. I was having a conversation with God, and, and I told, uh, I was, you know, thinking of my children, praying for my children. And I said, you know, I didn't have a choice to love my children. Right when I seen, the first time I seen my child, I automatically loved him. I, I remember the first, right? He was pulled down. I saw parts that weren't, we thought he was a, a girl. We saw parts that we weren't supposed to thought, be seeing. And I laughed. And I saw him. And they pulled him out. And they're like, here he is. And I'm like, I love him. <laughs> it's innate. You can't help it. Amen. Can't help it. I loved him. And then the second one came out. Her face was smushed. She looked like a dwarf. And, 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 and I looked at her, and I loved her. Thank God things come pop back to place. I right? pop back into place. It's just that birth canal sometimes will get you. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I love you. Love your children. Amen. Hallelujah. And I remember t telling God, hey, I didn't have a choice. Now, I don't know, some, some of you might have a bad experience with your, and it might not, you might not be able to relate uh, to this, but just a normal, natural parent loves their children. Amen? You love your children. You do, you do, 
You you do a whole lot for your child. Well, how much more God, your father? God's your father. And I remember saying, hey, look, I, when I saw my children right when they were born, I didn't bring Noah into that one, but when, right when we were born, I, I was in love. And I thought I got one up on God, on my father. I was, you know, my, God my father. And he said, Don't, didn't you know I chose to love while you were a sinner, but when you got birthed into my family, I couldn't help but love you. Woo! Hallelujah. He might be judge of the world. He may be God to the sinner. But to me, he's my father. Hallelujah. I have, the best he could do in the Old Testament is call them their friend. Right? Abraham believed God and he was called a friend. Oh, man, can you imagine? I got a friend in God. He's my friend. And you should be friends with your father, right? But it's more than just being a, a friendship. God wanted more than just, be, he wanted to go further than just being friends. But that's all he could do. That's the best he could do in the Old Testament. That's the best, that's the furthest he could go. And Abraham's called the, he, he did quite a bit, right? Abraham, you know, he, 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 he had a child, right? Named him Isaac. Offered him up, amen? So, and and he, Abraham believed God, and he was called a friend of God. Now let's go over to, let's just read a few more scriptures, and then we'll... I'm going to skip. Let's go to John. Uh, verse... Uh, chapter 15, verse 13. I'm skipping a whole bunch. Jesus is talking, uh, and he's referring to God as Father a bunch. And verse 13, he says, Greater love hath no man than this, than, a, uh, than to lay down one's life for his friends. So what did God do? What did Jesus do? He said, there's no greater love than, this, there's no greater love than a man lay down his life for his friends. And so he goes, You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants. So Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's calling them what? A friend. Well, that's nice, right? It's good to have friends, right? And so uh, he said, I call you friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my father I have made known unto you. Let's, let's go on up to uh, Galatians chapter 4, verse 6. And I'm sure you're familiar with some of these scriptures. But you see the, the, what God, the heart of God the Father, what He wanted. He had servants for thousands of years. And then He got servants to, to get to another level where it was a friend. But what He really wanted was children. Each have their place. If you have a good boss, it's great, right, guys? <laughs> it's a, there's a twofold meaning here, right? So if you have a boss, it's a good boss is great. They treat, treat you well, pay you well, give you raises. Huh? It's good to have a good boss. But then when the boss is your friend, 
that's even better. Because usually the boss makes a little more money and they have a little more stuff and they can invite you to their home and you can experience some of the stuff they have, but you've got to go home, right? But what about when you, the bo- you're the child of the boss? <laughs> He's your father. My God, you, you, you fit the whole, you're like all three in one. <laughs> Papa, how you have? Papa knows. Papa knows. That's me and Brandon saying that we know Papa knows. Verse 6 And because, I did it, is that where I stopped? And because you are sons, God has sent forth his, the spirit of his son into your heart, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a, a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Therefore, you're no longer servants, but sons. And if a son, then you're an heir. Whoo. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How much time do we got, Jordan? And so we go into... Uh, well, let me, I'll just, in Genesis 1, 26, God makes man, right? He said, let us make man after our image and our likeness. Do you remember that in Genesis 1? And so in Genesis 1, God's making man, and he's creating man just like himself and his image and his likeness. Right, so when we get born again, we come out of God, right? And so he, God's making a man, and he's making a man that looks just like himself. And he makes him after he creates everything that the world uh, has, Right? On the sixth day, everything God does is good, right? Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights when there's no, from the Father, right? And so God, everything God was doing was good and it was perfect. And then he makes a man that looks just like himself and he puts him in the, in the, on the earth, right? And so what does man not have? What does man not have? He's just like God. On the, and he's the God of this world. He names the animals and he functions just like God on the earth. What function? And yet God says it's not good for man to be alone. So what did he do? Gave him the helper. Well, how did he create the helper? Out of the man. Out of the man. He didn't make another, he didn't get a, form someone else. Uh, uh, out of, the woman didn't come out of the dust and make, no, let's, wait, hey, let's, no, he uses the man to make the woman. And in John chapter 12, verse 24, Jesus is speaking. Now you got to get the heart of the Father. If we, if we as Christians understand the heart of the Father, we approach him differently, boldly, in the face of adversity. Boldly, when we slip and we fail and we fall, we'll get right back up because we're in the family. We, we don't lose our position with our father. And so in John 12, 24, he says, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces what? If it doesn't die, it remains what? Alone. So God, and Pastor Jordan was talking about it, he gave us his son. 
real simple statement, but the, he, for God so loved the world that he gave us his son. It's a simple statement with the most profound love. It's God's love language. And when I mean love language, this is the way he gets children. He didn't want to be, Jesus didn't want to be alone as a son. And there's many, there's a lot of other scriptures we could go to, but Jesus could have remained alone. Why not? Why not? He's perfect. He's handsome. She's beautiful. Intelligent, more, more so than them all. Huh? Why have another? She's like Jesus. Well, why, why would God want... He, he chose you. He desired you. And He longed for you. He wanted children. And He wanted you to be a, a part of His family. And when, we, when you understand that, whew, when we can start grabbing a hold that Christianity is a father loving his children, is simply being related to God, and he becomes your daddy, your loving daddy, and he has everything you ever need. You can walk in the house, and you can get any tool. I don't even go in my own toolbox. I just go to my father's toolbox. All the rule is now, I wish I knew it earlier, is that you put the tool back where you got it. <laughs> My father does not like that. But there's sometimes you lose a tool be behind walls. <laughs> I'll let you, Papa, tell you that story. To put that tool back, you have to tear out sheetrock. And, uh, hallelujah. <laughs> God loves us so much. He, he loved us so much He didn't want us to be separate from Him. He made us uh, his own, uh, part of uh, His own family. He's our, he's our Father. He loves us so much. He's given us so much. And uh, it, it, never, it never gets old for me as far as be, uh, recognizing God and, and realizing He's not just God. He's my Father. Amen. Let's stand up. Let's stand up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, I don't know everyone here, but uh, let's just bow our heads real quick. I know that's what people sometimes we do at the end of service, but really it's just so we can uh, focus if you've never received Jesus, if you've never become a child of God, it's very simple. It's very simple. He loves you so much. He cares for you so much. He longs for you so much that He, give you everything, he gave you everything that you'd ever need in order for Him to become your Father. He gave you Jesus. If you want to receive Jesus, you, you can come up now. It's easy. You believe with your heart and you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you are saved, born again into the family of God. And He has a party. He's so delighted. 
Is there anybody here that'd like to receive Jesus? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Lord. I, I just like waiting because uh, nothing thrills God more than one receiving His Son, Jesus. Nothing thrill, thrills God more than having another child. He gets excited. Amen. Well, turn your mind. Maybe you've been watching us this morning via the internet and you, you are in that position where you haven't received God as your father. As Pastor Luke said, it's, it's so simple. All you have to do is, all, it says, all those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so right now, we'd like to pray with you if that's you watching us this morning. Just go ahead and repeat these words after us. Father, I thank you for Jesus. I believe that you raised him from the dead. And I receive him as Lord. And I come boldly to you, my God. Not just my God, my Father to the family. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. If you prayed that this morning at home in your homes, I want you to get in contact with us so that we can get you hooked up with a good church in your area. If you're in our area, we say, welcome home. Come on and join us. You know, you guys are going to have a wonderful week. God has great opportunities for you, but I want you to remember that you are loved and you are accepted by the Father. Have a great week.